don't know if it's just so like god we're starting <laughs> hi i'm joanna hi i'm scott and this is edamame the podcast where every week we've got the same pod but a new p and this week's p is dylan matthew and he's a super cool photographer who shot some dope names like phineas best dressed he shot the names <laughs> he shot those names he shot those people anyways he's really cool he's like surprisingly very down to earth um had a great chat with him and why dilly dally let's just let's just hop into the freaking episode yeah, let's jump into it Welcome, Welcome to Edamame. Welcome to Edamame. Hosted, hosted by, by Joanna, Joanna and Scott. Scott. Welcome to Edamame, a new podcast hosted by Joanna and Scott. Joanna. Scott. Edamame. What's up, listeners? Today we are joined by photographer Dylan Matthew. Um, he's photographed a lot of really cool people, including Conan Gray, Phineas, Gracie Abrams, Rebecca Black, and Ryan Beatty. He's also directed, produced, and edited Conan's latest music video, which is Heather. So yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, woo! <laughs> Great intro. Great speaking, Scott. So Very ready to answer. Of your like essential bio? No, that's, I mean, that's it. I, I'm a student and I'm a photographer. That's it, pretty much. Great. Okay, awesome. We're just going to inform our listeners what's like in the background right now for each of our screens. Contextualize the conversation. Yeah, you know, we got we to gotta set the scene. Okay, we're, you're, we're in like a dining room of sorts. Really? Isn't this a bedroom? This is a bedroom? <laughs> I don't know. We're guessing. Think- <laughs> we're guessing. <laughs> There's like beige curtains next to you. There's like a vintage aesthetic going on that's like... Yeah. Um, dark woods <laughs> like walnut yeah there's some sort of plant it's like an unidentified plant i'm gonna like guess um it's a it's a it's a uh i know the name of um yeah i don't know the i don't know the species name of the plant uh yeah the leaves are really round and um there there's many of them yeah it's called a heartleaf philodendron wow okay he's got a couple hartley philodendrons in the background <laughs> i'm also growing um lemons you're growing yeah. lemons yeah i can't i don't know if you can see but that's a little lemon tree and there's wow is saying. it successful are they i didn't realize you could grow lemons inside you can if they have enough light i have to move my lemon plant around the room during the day so you're light. the plant dad you got to give it the light I you gotta move lemon. it i really do hmm is there a picture of a jellyfish behind you? Uh, no. What is that in the distance? <laughs> Mushrooms? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, what is that? Um, it's a poster of an artist named Yule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not a jellyfish. <laughs> oh, she has a she has a like high up bob. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's a bob. Love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Cauliflower from there. Yeah, a little bit of a cauliflower vibe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. That was a lot of good context. Okay. Um, but yeah, do you want to tell us like what your kind of like origin story into like photography is or was, is? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that I remember being like very into it when I was probably in like late middle school um, when my parents and I would travel a lot. My parents would like let me use a digital camera. Mm-hmm. I started off doing like nature photography, taking pictures of wildlife or like mountains or whatever. It pretty places my family and I like 
went to. I was really fortunate um, when I was younger to go to some like pretty cool places across the mm-hmm. world. So I started in that and then I got like an actual digital camera of my own and found out that there was this whole world of like music photography. Yeah. So from there, I found like music publications in San Diego that I could then like go and shoot shows. And I found this one called Listen SD and everyone there was a bit older than me, Mm -hmm. considering I was a 16 year old. (laughs) Yeah. um, Nobody wanted to shoot like any of the pop shows that were coming to town. So like I took all of those and like from there became interested in like the music side of photography. Wow. That's so crazy. And you were just like straight up 16 years old hanging out at the concert. Yeah. yeah. And then in, um, when I came to USC, I like started doing more, um, shoots of my own. I like learned how to do studio lighting and stuff. Mm. That's awesome. That's so cool. How do you think you kind of like came into your style or like, again, like I'm not like well-versed in it. And so maybe like photographers as a community have like a better eye for this, like which photographer has a specific style? Like, do you feel like you have one and how do you think you came into it? I think that my style is kind of just like the way, I don't even know if it's like the way that I shoot, it's more like how people associate the film that I like to use and the lens that I use and the uh-huh. that I use. And like, that's kind of myself. I feel like anyone could like replicate what I'm doing. I think that the way that I came into it was I had never really used film um, until the end of my freshman year of college. I started mm-hmm. like getting into film photography a lot more. I think that one of my professors kind of like pushed me to try and use it just because I've been using digital for so long. Mm-hmm. I started using that and then really just enjoyed the textures that come from film photography yeah and found like the film types that I really enjoy and I started using my mom's like old film camera Mm. which is awesome it's this like $35 Canon body that I can like put my other lenses onto so it's great like it's so interchangeable it's so easy to use I I would recommend it to anyone it's like Canon Elon 2 um super easy to use if you know how to use like a digital camera because they're the exact same like buttons and things Mm -hmm. um but I guess just like using that and finding something that I was like really comfortable with mm-hmm. brought me into my style, I guess. When did you like transition from like concert photography into more like editorial style? Like second semester, the start of the second semester of my freshman year. So that was like January, Mar- February, March of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just reached out to a bunch of different publications that I really liked that had featured artists that I was really into. Um, and I ended up having a phone call with um, this woman named Catherine Cum, who is the editor-in-chief of Local Wolves magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's awesome. She, was, she is like actually the nicest person I've maybe ever met. And she kind of like tested me out on a shoot or two. And then I've done stuff every once in a while for them ever since. And then I like reached out to other magazines on Instagram, either through email, whatever. It was all just like self-directed, I guess. Kind of yeah. Needless trying to see who would take a chance on me yeah that's so cool it's like you just gotta shoot your shot and like honestly like people are just kind of open to it that's like a life lesson I feel like it feels really unattainable like when you're like looking at these magazines you're looking at all these artists and then you just gotta like find your own opportunities that's kind of the lesson Mm -hmm. nothing happens unless you just like do it I guess yeah and honestly like people like aren't as scary as they seem like they'll like respond to your emails they'll like want to talk like this <laughs> like this <laughs> everyone check their dms like everyone 
no matter like how big they are, but everyone checks them. Yeah. Do you think working at Local Wolves was like, or for Local Wolves, I don't really know how it works, was like the turning point for you? Or like, when did it sort of transition to like photographing such famous people? I, I think that, I mean, that probably made it seem a lot more possible. Yeah. Um, to do it just because I didn't like really understand how it all worked. Because um, I just assumed that like, these publications have people on staff that they just use for everything, but it, it, everything is like freelancers. Um, so people are hired for like certain covers or like certain features or whatever. Mm. I think that like, I don't, I don't really know. Every, everything, everything led to another thing. Yeah. It, it just had to be with like, I think that really has to do with just always saying yes and never mm. turning stuff down, even if it's something that you don't really want to do. Mm. There are things that I've done in the past that, I remember absolutely like dreading having to shoot that then I met someone there who yeah. is like friends with a publicist of a band and then they recommend me to someone and then like I got a gig that then yeah. led to one other thing. I don't think that there was like one turning point at all. I feel like that's universal. Like it's always all about the people. Like it's just like you meet somebody else, they refer you to somebody else, they make an intro and it's cool. You just keep meeting new people. Absolutely. I wanted to like ask about um, how you kind of ended up working with Conan so much. I work with this one magazine called Coupe de Maine, which is based out of New Zealand. Every year they do like a artist to watch for 2019 or 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of those. So we did a shoot in 2019. Um, and from there we just like became friends and I've just done a lot of stuff ever since then. Because like we, I don't know, our our relationship started as like a work relationship, but then like shed that very, very fast. Yeah. And became more of just a friendship. And then we would do work stuff every once in a while. Um, yeah. But it absolutely, it never feels like a work thing. Ever. That's so cool. Do you think that makes like your work better? Like that you're comfortable and yeah. like you, you've worked with them for such a long time? Yeah. I mean, it allows me to like flush out my ideas in a more comfortable way (laughs) yeah what was like the process for um doing like the kid crow album covers the back cover and the front cover or like that just that shoot what was that like he had ideas and then we kind of i brought some ideas and he brought some ideas and then we kind of like chose what we liked best from that and then started concepting together and thinking of what the visuals would look like in relation to what the songs were about and like how it felt and he wanted it to have this kind of like superhero type feel and have it be like this this character um Mm -hmm. which ended up leading us to like the kid crow title we had a bunch of different ideas and there was this idea about like having a body of water and like having him in it and like we weren't sure if we should have like a pedestal or what but then once the idea and the name kid crow came together then we like thought to have a crow and Mm. we weren't sure like how we should do that and we thought that if there is this crow and like having this like very i don't know it's not like a super complex element to an image but it's something that you don't normally see in like pop music like yeah dark evil looking bird and we wanted to keep the image very simple and Mm. it's it's a fake bird in case you're wondering okay it looks pretty real (laughs) okay that's a new piece of information it, it, it is a real bird but it's like a taxidermy bird. Mm. 
Which so, makes sense. I don't know how I thought that the live bird process would have been have shooting. Like a crow trainer just like there. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> holding a tree in front of Conan. <laughs> I, my roommate Jack actually, um, we like labeled him as like the crow handler. Okay, <laughs> because like in all of the raw images, like his hand is like holding the crow, like behind Conan, and then we just like push up to that. <laughs> That's After so we, cool. Like, the film pictures, yeah. It's crazy that like the name didn't necessarily like or the name was part of the discussion of like what it should be like what's the album's vibe and like in yeah. the conversations of the photo shoot kind of evolved yeah. from that. All right, let's go into like the Heather music video. Like yeah. what what was your process like? Was that the first thing that you had directed in terms of video or like the first yeah. major project or Yeah, um that's such a big first project. Yeah, like, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. What was your process there? It was, it was really fun. I, I mean, it was just, um, it was me and Conan and my friend Kendall, who like the three of us are like best friends. Um, so he had the idea for it. And then when he presented us the idea, he like had some initial shots that he wanted to do. Um, but then from there, like Kendall and Conan and I made a whole shot list and then kind of put together the story itself. And mm-hmm. then from there, the shot list like he he had the initial story idea but then from the story itself we created like what we thought the visual should look like yeah like improvised are there like easter eggs in the music video like something like you left in there or like something that you feel like just generally goes unnoticed i don't know if there's stuff that goes unnoticed because i like (laughs) yeah you know it (laughs) yeah And honestly, people notice everything. I bet people have derived like every bit of meaning from like the clothing, from the set. Like they're like locked into that. I'm sure they are. I've seen a lot of um, like comments and things, conspiracy theories that like he like broke into this girl's house and like killed her and like started wearing her clothes. Interesting. um, It's not exactly what was in mind. Yeah, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> but now you've crushed you've crushed all the dreams of those people who are invested in that theory. I know. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's the thing with like <laughs> art. I mean, people can react whatever they want onto it and that's like their experience with it. So Yeah, that's super cool. Like you went in with one story and then people have kind of derived their own interpretations and that's just kind of what it is. Well, I think that's what happened with the song too. Like people Yeah. Um, like even the term like being a Heather is not <laughs> yeah. about. So it's become its own like cultural vocabulary. Like it that's is. so yeah. interesting. Yeah. What's like the response to the video been? Uh it's only I've really been positive. I yeah. like, I'm so grateful that people really enjoyed it. It has mm-hmm. like 30 million views, which is Yeah, I, I hadn't I think the last time that I looked at it, it was at like twelve and I it just keeps Conan growing. Kendall and I had text the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that to happen. Yeah. That's cool. Where do you think you've been most excited to see your work? Like, do you think it's like, or like, what's the work you're most proud of? Answer either of those. Wow, that's tough. Um, the places that I've been like most proud to see my work are like, there was at the beginning of... Um, the year one of my pictures was on a spotify billboard in times square that's so crazy the craziest thing ever i I think that was the most proud that i've ever been to have an image projected somewhere i guess yeah um but i think that i was really proud of that because the image that was up and like the shoot that we did was never intended for that reason and then it Mm. was like 
used. So yeah, I think that's the coolest thing about art to me. Like it just kind of you make it and then it has a life of its own. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know, there, there are so many like series of images that I've made that I'm really proud of that like most people probably won't ever see. And like, yeah. my friends will see, like I, I made this series that I really, really enjoy um, that it's on my website, but I don't I doubt that most people have ever seen it. Yeah. That um, I made in, I think March or April. Mm-hmm. Is it the goal one? Yes. Yeah. See, we've seen See, it. We love Look it. at that. <laughs> I, I love it. I like that series. I'm so proud of because I made it with my friends Kendall and Lauren, and mm-hmm. like we had so much fun making it. And like, although it was like hectic and stressful to do, I I, I look at the images and I just like remember the fun that we had. So mm. That's why it's fun and enjoyable, and like why I'm proud of it. <laughs> that's but awesome. I, I mean, I don't think that I've ever like post about those pictures i don't know i like hate instagram so i don't <laughs> yeah really, i don't know i probably should put them out at some point <laughs> so mm. can see it. yeah i don't like your thoughts about that because it's like instagram is like how you really grow an audience but it's also a terrible place <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know i i use it as essentially a portfolio so yeah i don't and also just a way to connect with people that either I want to shoot with or want to shoot with me or want to collaborate in some way. Um, but I, I never really find myself like looking through my feed anymore. I, I message people on it. I'll watch like a few stories every day and then just be done with it. Um, but Instagram has created a really interesting culture for photography, especially like when I was starting, it was so about like, I don't know if you remember Scott, if you were like into photography back in like 2016 ish. Um, but it was all these like really highly edited digital pictures with like film grain of like pretty girl models mm-hmm. in like fields and stuff. And it's like that, like Brandon Wolfeld type photography. Mm, yeah. That I like, that is just like the epitome of Instagram photography to me. Mm. And I just, I I was like so into it when I started. Yeah. I think just like through time, I've realized that that that's just not what my taste is anymore. Yeah. Um, It's like really interesting how like photography has evolved because it's so like everyone has a phone, everyone like has a camera on their phone and it's like really easy for people these days to just slap on like Lightroom presets onto their photos and like create feeds. It was also really interesting to see the like, photographic trends that have happened in the past few years well, i mean like starting with that whole yeah. style of imagery um but now have you noticed that so many editorials it's people are obsessed with making it look like they have printed out the image and then rescanned it yeah like people like love paper textures now for some reason mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I feel like people are really big into textures, like putting photographs in plastic bags and photographing them. Yeah, like mm. the Miley Cyrus album art. Mm. Yeah, for plastic hearts. Um, yeah. What are your most hated photography trends? Uh, yeah, I, I think the stuff that I was striving to do when I started, because yeah. mm. I like thought that it was really cool. I mean, it like very much was formative of my own style, and I think that because I really wanted to be that style, like uh-huh. 
lost track of why I liked photography for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe like at the end of high school and going into freshman year. Um, mm. And I think that kind of like helped me find my style because yeah. I was just kind of over trying. Like it, it was so much about like trying to replicate what other people were doing. Yeah. Right? It's like you're just chasing the aesthetic and not actually thinking about like how is this meaningful to the actual shoot? You know, like what is this actually like adding? But also there's the whole like Instagram culture of like getting featured on these photography instagram pages yeah like i'm there was one called like waiting for the world and there are all these other (laughs) um, (laughs) um, that have like like a million followers and there's yeah i don't know people were people were and probably still are um just like making images to get featured yeah and like get more exposure and i think the thing is it's just like social media is so like oversaturated with it like especially photography like it can't you can't help noticing the trends and like you know you want to follow them because you want to be succeeding and you want to be like in on it yeah Mm. Yeah. where do you think photography is going like what do you think the future of photography is oh my gosh that's so tough i know Um, i'm just on the spot dylan tell me what the future of photography is (laughs) i don't know because right now people are like really wanting to go back to what photography was like 30 40 years ago so mm. i'm not sure what the future holds because maybe this is just my own personal taste but i like don't really like using digital stuff anymore i just don't like how it looks mm-hmm. um, and it has nothing to do with like i think film is better i think like being analog is whatever <laughs> yeah um it's i just like my personal taste i just look at digital pictures and for some reason my eye is like i would rather be looking at like <laughs> yeah i feel like the textures and the colors always turn out better Mm-hmm. what's like a project you've or photos you've seen lately that's been really inspiring to you well actually i've been um assisting for this one photographer named marcus cooper recently and i really 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 enjoy his work just all his work very much inspires me i just really love his style um he was one of the first people that i saw doing like that textured look that that he scans and then he but he does like a ton of mixed media and yeah was, like, one of the first people that was doing this um and I really, really like how he works with mixed media with his photographs, whether it's like painting on top or like making really intense collage elements in them. Um, but his work has been very inspiring and I've been very lucky to work with him. Mm. How do you think you like practice photography or how do you become a better photographer? Because I can like see uh, definitely people like fall into traps of like follow the trends like I get better by like doing what's like familiar like how do you think you got better time honestly. yeah just like shooting over and over again and making mistakes having shoots that I really fucked up something there was a lighting setup that I really wanted to try and I messed it up and pictures didn't turn out great or I was just starting to do studio photography and I didn't realize that my camera can't shoot faster than like one one twenty fifth of a second uh-huh. or else I'll have this huge like bar on my images and like it's just messing up yeah honestly I don't know I have so much to learn just keep shooting honestly mm. <laughs> and you'll learn through different like experiences different lighting scenarios that you're put into whatever you're doing whether it's landscape or portrait or fashion or still life so mm. yeah I think you just got to shoot a lot and like you know, I think also participating in some of the trends is like essential to developing your own style. Cause like you just kind of have to, I think you have to like run with the pack for a bit and like try it out and, and realize that like, 
you know, I don't have to like crush all my blacks in my photos or like do all these things that everyone else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think that was also part of like just being a young person interested in photography. Yeah. Like, I, the Instagram culture was like that I looked up to people that had followers and things mm-hmm. that ultimately, I don't know. I just realized that that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And what is it called? Watch the world. What's what's waiting on the I'm, world? I'm really <laughs> pulling it up right now to look at it to see if it's still a thing. <laughs> yeah, let me pull it up too. Wait, watching yeah, the world. Wait, waiting on the world. It, it's all the same type of images. Mm. It's like girl with disco ball with hazy lights. Girl with platinum blonde hair. It's all girls, but all white girls. It's also like really interesting too, like since like earlier this year with Black Lives Matter to see like how some of those feeds have started to like feature more diversity. And it's like, you can clearly see where the shift in their like feeds is where it's like, oh, okay, look, here's some more, here's like actual people of color and not just like the same exact like Instagram model. Yeah, it's Mm. interesting. But like, they're the people that, I don't know, I guess that people that are kind of interested in photography, but don't necessarily shoot, like they consume that media. (laughs) <laughs> who's someone you haven't worked with but you want to work with there's i don't know like he does a lot of stuff but like his main thing is like concert photography but he's a he's also like a creative director and a um, music video producer his name is andy deluca um i don't know how i would work with him unless it was like doing bts on one of his like shoots or something mm-hmm. um, but i have like loved his style for so long i love his stuff his like his concert photography is so cool. He he his like the way that he manipulates his film is so interesting mm-hmm. in that I don't know how much of his post-production, I don't know if it's like just the way that he is shooting, that it's some way that I don't know how to shoot, but his images are awesome if you've never seen it. He's toured recently with um like five seconds of summer. That's yeah, like, I'm looking at it right now. It's so dope. I love the close-up shots, especially. I feel like you don't see that enough in concert photography. Yeah. I'm, I'm pull it yeah, I'm just admiring. <laughs> I'm just scrolling. Listeners, if you're going to do this live with us, it's at Andy DeLuca. <laughs> E-L-U-C-A. Yeah, wow. His stuff is so cool. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, that's like the flip side of this like Instagram photographer culture. It's like, it's it's so cool to see people's work and like to have it be all over you know like just to like see Andy DeLuca just doing his thing and like we get to we get to learn from it that's and also like once you're out of that like style that Mm -hmm. yeah accounts really promote and you start finding people like him yeah so many people that are like actually have their own artistic merit it's yeah. also exciting too because it makes photography more accessible and and like you could just be shooting with your phone but you could have like a very distinct style that you are just be really talented and you, and you could just be like making your own work in your own area of instagram and i think it's cool totally yeah oh i i absolutely like promote the benefits that posting your online is i just don't enjoy that platform i guess <laughs> I think as like a personal user, like like I have no photography uh, to share. Sucks. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to use it. <laughs> I use it oh. to like message people <laughs> to like the user experience is going down. Oh, 
I know. I was thinking about like the outrage over the latest Instagram update. Like, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, do you think that they're bored? Like, do you think that they have too many designers at Instagram and they just like got to like switch it up every once in a while? Like, they want as much money as they can get. I think it's like they also are like operating from like you have to like kind of upset people in order to like change culture. But I'm also like upset with the way that they're trying to change culture. Like, I don't want reels to be like how we consume creative yeah. things like I, I, I was talking about the shopping aspect. yeah yeah and how like too. it just doesn't make any sense like that's not like the primary action of instagram it's like not to shop it and i hate that they're like pivoting it, it shouldn't be a feature i mean it was good how they had it before where like people could tag like an item of clothing as like a link to their website that was great cool. yeah but i don't want to use instagram's new depop feature Oh, that's so sad. I'm like actually like saddened. Like it just feels like such a departure. And like for a second, I was like, oh, you know, what if what if they're just like being trapped into this? Like corporates telling them like you gotta like you gotta make the Facebook. the brand deals. And then I was like, Instagram is corporate. Actually, Facebook. Facebook it's is Facebook like Instagram's big daddy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It all comes down to Zuck. It always comes down to Zuck. Hmm. We wanted to do like a game with you um, <laughs> where we're essentially going to like use a random word generator and to like come up with an object. And so like together, we're going to like brainstorm a shoot that you okay. can do with that object. I think like to make it interesting, let's do like, let's do three objects and see how we can combine them. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm randomizing. Okay. Okay. Christmas ornament. Number okay. one. Topical. Number two is rubber duck. Number three, apple. What? <laughs> Okay. Is there a person? <laughs> if we want there to be. What I'm thinking of initially is like deconstructing these objects. Oh like yeah. If, if you if you shattered that Christmas ornament, uh-huh. you'd have all these little shards and things. You could kind of like sprinkle it on as like an external element. Yeah. Then rescan it. Okay, let's um, say that there is a person involved. It's okay. it's 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 Christmas ornament, rubber duck apple, and a person. And a person. <laughs> all these things. Well, maybe, maybe can can we like generate a person? Like, yeah, is there sure. Ooh, okay. Like, let's who, let's who pick a specific person. Have? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> celebrity generator. <laughs> Ooh, another generator. Your random celebrity is someone that I don't know. Now it gave me J.P. Morgan, banker and financier, who died in 1913. Ooh, Bobby Flay. Okay. Bobby Flay. <laughs> Okay, we, we make Bobby Flay a knife. It's like we give him the, the ornament as a knife, you know, and it's like a, okay, yeah, right? Like he's he's the chef. He's cooking it up. So he's cooking up the Christmas ornament? Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our image is in Bobby Flay's house. Okay. Kind of like a, you know, a biography of Bobby Flay. Yeah. And these are three things that he just adores. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, he's cooking up all the things that he really adores. Uh huh. My man Bobby's making like a pie or something, right? And like a pie of his life. Yeah. Fact. Oh, a pie of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's and the composition of this? I don't know. Do, do we just want from to... from above him, just like directly above him? He's it's like, like a bird's eye <laughs> shot of Bobby. <laughs> He's looking up and the frying pan is like below him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> In Bobby's kitchen. Or he could be like tossing the apple up at us. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Or it could be like underneath him. 
and then he's like standing on like plexiglass or something and you just like <laughs> it's not like a cock child of Bobby Flay <laughs> I feel like that's what the world needs yeah that'd break that the internet angle. they'd be like this is the shot of a century it would it would break the internet <laughs> it has nothing on Bobby Flay's crotch <laughs> oh god yeah. That's not something that I want to produce. Like, I feel like that has like a net negative impact on society. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to make this image of Bobby. Oh god. I don't even want it in my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm like visualizing right now. Like, that's not. That's not what I wanted to think about tonight. <laughs> it's okay, Bobby. I'll dream about him tonight. <laughs> I am not. Oh god. Wow, I haven't thought about that man in years, but I'm glad that um. I know, glad this, that I got a refresher. That generator really just <laughs> wanted to remind you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, random celebrity generator. I wanted to like also ask you what what's like an interesting conversation that you've had while being on a shoot, or like do you talk? Like, are you chatting it up with like with the the people you? I really like to talk about music with people in general. So mm-hmm. I'll normally gear the conversation toward music even if the person isn't in music at mm. all really um one that i think that's a good icebreaker just because i get like very nervous to meet people for yeah students, and just meet people in general it's like a good way for me to calm down a bit as well mm. like what did you talk to phineas about music the entire time absolutely mm-hmm. the entire time yeah um music and also like my own life he asked a lot about what I wanted to do, which is also a large topic yeah. for a graduating senior anyway. Mm. Where do you see yourself going? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> ideally, ideally, I want to do freelance full-time. Mm-hmm. More realistically, like I probably should start working somewhere and doing freelance on the side. And I've been applying to like labels and also like creative agencies and things. Mm-hmm. Um, to just like work in a creative space, but also have time to do my own work freelance. But I also want to tour. And so I don't know. I don't know where it's all going to fit in. Mm. Who are your favorite music artists? Like what's your, what's your taste? I like a bit of everything, but I tend to stay around pop and alternative. My favorite band of all time is Paramore. Mm. Um, Classic. I really, really love Charlie XCX. She's awesome. She's so fucking cool. Mm. I listen to a lot of The Cure. I listen to Talking Heads, New Order. Um, what am I been currently listening to? Recently? Oh my gosh. Last night there was this um, EP by an artist named Shy Girl. If you like post-pop slash rap mixed with mm. my she has some stuff produced by Sophie. You know who that is. That's awesome. Do you like to listen to music? Like in what environment, in what way? Like headphones, no headphones, stereo speaker? Preferably without headphones. I don't know why. I just don't really like. I'm also an anti-headphones Because I like to like, play it loud. And, like, Same. Like I want to be like in it. And like yeah. in the car, I love like that's like my prime listening environment because oh, yeah. you can just like literally blast it and like surround sound. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, like when you wear AirPods, like your your phone, like my phone gives me this report of like how many decibels <laughs> I was listening at and like <laughs> if that's healthy for my ears or not. And like often it's unhealthy. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you for the reminder. I'll keep it in mind. But yeah. What are you guys listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of sad music. It's just like sad like white her, women, like, like Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers. Bridgers. Yeah. Like, Did you buy uh, the Iris like, cover? Yeah, I did buy the Iris cover. I only I donated a dollar, but like I was like, you know, oh, is what it. it is. Yeah, yeah, but people put it on YouTube anyways. But it was for the cause, you know, it was for the cause. But oh, I mine is now. I downloaded the file, moved it to Spotify. It's on all my playlists. It's yeah, there. I literally listened to I listened to it so many times the day it came out, and I like, was like, machine. just over and over again, just like. <laughs> Oh my god, they're just too good. And Maggie's releasing a new album in a couple weeks, days. I don't oh. know. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, like yeah, it's like an anthology of like her work from like teen years to present. She's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Maggie Rogers. I've also been listening to a lot of like like electro pop stuff, like some like like Korean electro pop stuff. Really random, but anyways. Like- I don't know like it's a lot of stuff that my boyfriend will play in the car and then I'll just be like yeah like this is good and then um I'm trying to find a specific song um Scott you go while I find this specific song I really love like walk the moon bleachers bleachers just put out a new song called Chinatown that's really good coin Arizona 1975 Dua Lipa um okay I found the song (laughs) <laughs> it's it Yeji and it's called Rain Girl and like literally like oh my god you have to play it in the car when you're when it's at night and you're going somewhere it like makes me want to like power walk like it like I literally like I done a Yeji deep dive really you should she's and on, um a song by Charlie yeah she's so cool she's just so cool like her voice like makes me feel cooler like i feel like i'm in, like, in the club like i'm like walking really fast it's just it's okay. crazy I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a yeah, yeah it's like an environment anyways that's that's my that's my current <laughs> spread of listening i like it was weird like i only i listened to a lot of male artists for a long time mm-hmm. and like in the past like year of my life it's scary. yeah like forget men just Female like forget him her where it's at yeah <laughs> Would have to agree. Hmm. Have you heard of the artist Leon? Yeah, I've heard a bit. She's really, really amazing. Wow, I have. All of her music is is so good. Dang. Okay. She's I like Swedish. Like you and I is a really good song. It's just a great song. How does it compare to um, Global Smash Hit "You and I" by Lady Gaga? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can compare. I think it's better. Okay, <laughs> big, big claims out here tonight <laughs> global smash hit you and i yeah. nothing <laughs> uh, i do love lady gaga i like i i like don't even listen to that much of her music i just like her i think she's cool yeah she's so, she's so talented yeah i recently watched her um she was on oprah's visions 2020 tour and they have like a really <laughs> candid conversation about mental health mm. um and it was really good would recommend to listen did to oprah story. name her tour after um grimes album <laughs> yeah. yes she definitely did she consulted oprah and grimes. grimes are like really tight that's I like assume they are. <laughs> i mean she is she is that child's godmother ex 
XAA twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still don't remember how it's... I think it's supposed to be like X-Ash or something. Or like yeah. <laughs> something more digestible. You do whatever she wants to do. Oh, God. <laughs> Grimes, do your thing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now we we have like rapid fire questions that we have for you that are like super random. On the spot. Be fast. Really fun. Quick. I, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start, Joanna? Yeah. Okay. All right. Number one. What's a bad habit that you have? Uh Oh, my gosh. I brush my teeth for so long. I, I, that's like habit. a good habit that's, that's good like habit. great for your it oral is. hygiene it is my my roommates like make fun of me for it i think i brush my teeth too aggressively like, <laughs> like, does, the, well. does the head I of the toothbrush it goes quick like i'm like <laughs> new toothbrush after like a month which i don't know maybe that's like what you're supposed to, i don't know um what's your go-to snack uh raspberries what's one thing that you want to experience before you die oh my god um <laughs> what <laughs> That's so tough. <laughs> Rapid fire, Dylan. Come on. Um, what's one thing I want to experience before I die? What's one thing you want to experience before 2021? Oh, um, a world where I can see my friends and not be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> before 2021, we got limited options. I know. <laughs> what do you want to be remembered for? I don't know. Like what I meant to the people whose mm. lives impacted. These are too deep. Let's That's go. Let's go more surface level. <laughs> what's the last TV show you binged? Um, me and my roommate just finished Attack on Titan. Mm. Mm. Okay. What's the most near death? What's the most near death experience <gasps> you've had? Um, apparently, when I was younger, I almost stepped in front of a trolley, and my dad like pulled me back. Mm. Oh, also one time, um, I like my car almost got struck by lightning, and it, like struck right outside my car. Wow, that's intense childhood dream job oh i i wanted to be a vet mm. what's your favorite hidden gem in la or sd to shoot at mm. oh there's this really cool hotel in del mar that's called mm. um hotel del not that's not in del mar that's in oh okay well, okay come on scott <laughs> you don't know anything i was like del del hotel del del mar <laughs> that's actually like really embarrassing because i was in san diego for four years yeah. anyways we'll just um we'll we'll cut that out <laughs> <laughs> um no it's this it's this hotel called i think it's called the grand del mar oh. um and it's this really really pretty like italian architecture hotel and it's just really really pretty i think there's some really cool spots to take pictures there mm. there's like this really pretty old gazebo outside mm. i would say that's pretty hidden good answer thank you pretty good <laughs> okay what's your favorite piece of clothing one more this is the last rapid fire one what, what's your favorite piece of clothing currently i have this um this it's kind of like a collar long sleeve like this except mm -hmm. One half is like green corduroy and then the other half is like more of a cloth blue and it's like mm. stitched together in the back that I got um at this thrift store in London. I Whoa. Really mm, what thrift store? It was called Atika. <laughs> mm. I'm a big, big fan of color blocked clothing. That's like my whole closet. <laughs> it's it's really like it's awesome. I you could probably find their stuff online. Um it's it was part of their like collection. So they like thrifted the clothes and then I guess stitched them together. I just Whoa. saw like that that somebody's doing this thing where they are pulling old fabrics from old clothes and they'll mail you like different cutouts of part of like a sweater and then you can like sew your own sweater that's like patched together. 
was cool. Mm. I, thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. Okay, okay. and then our another wrap up thing we have is called P2P. Uh, and it's basically just like, what's some advice that you'd give to like a young aspiring photographer? It's so cliche and it's what I heard like all the time from things that I would watch like this. But honestly, just like keep doing what you're doing right now. And, but like also don't be afraid to try other things. If you're really into digital, like see what like 120 millimeter film photography is like, or just like try and learn different sides of the medium itself because there's so many different ways to like do photography and maybe the one that you're doing right now is good and it works for you, but you could be enjoying something more. I'll take it into account as a young budding photographer myself. I've got limited experience, but I feel inspired. I actually do feel inspired. I feel like now is kind of the time to just learn something new, go out there. I would still say that I am absolutely a young budding photographer. Mm. I barely know what I'm doing, honestly. Well, you do it really well. Comparatively, <laughs> like me and you, like I'm just gonna say, like I'm a little, I'm a little further down on the scale. But I'm gonna get there one day. I'm just gonna DM people. I'm gonna say, like, hey, like love your stuff. Like let me shoot for you. Then they say yes, and then I just keep going. That's how it. That's literally like that's the best advice I can give right there. Mm. The whole essence of our podcast is just inspiring people to DM people because that's just how. <laughs> That's how everything on this. That's how like life happens, honestly. You just gotta like go for it. You won't get anything unless you ask. Mm -hmm. And so just ask people for things. Absolutely. I think that that's, that is probably the bigger advice that I can give. Mm. It's also like a hard thing to get over to, like feeling like you can ask these things, but you can. You can ask someone to shoot. You can ask someone to be on your podcast and they'll say yes. (laughs) I, I think that I've been lucky in that I have never really felt like intimidation from asking people yeah for things like that or just like sending out blank emails because for me it's not like a a fear that people won't respond it's more of like anticipation like which person will respond yeah mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to frame it I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be afraid of talking to random people or like putting yourself out there and people like I don't know if someone thinks you're dumb like you're never gonna know (laughs) yeah true if they don't read my email like who cares (laughs) and also you're gonna forget about it two minutes after you send it yeah Hmm. and if they respond you'll be happy and you'll be like oh my gosh yeah look what i did true very very true Hmm. reach out to people having having friends that are in like the industry that you want to be in or just like talking to people that are in the industry that you want to be in even if it's like reaching out to someone on linkedin Hey, I really don't know that much about your position at blank, but I want to learn more about it. People will call for fun. It's, it's super easy. Yeah, just be direct, be really simple, just say what you need to, say the things, and then just just ask. Mm, look at us. This is the this is honestly all the life advice you'll ever need. It's like universally applicable. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just yeah, they they should just listen to our podcast and just only proceed with the things that we advise. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But err on the side of caution that it'll probably take a while to get to wherever you want to go. That's like another thing too. I think because everything is so visible, like everyone expects things to happen overnight. You know, the fact that we can see where people are and like how the success that they're achieving, it's like, it makes you want it sooner. And like things, things take time. Yeah. Mm. But think of all the time that the people are spending 
not doing the things that you're doing. Like stop, stop thinking and just start doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. Oh, look at us. Inspirational. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Last segment type thing. Um, we have a lot of last segments. Yeah, wait, that's so we like keep saying last segment. This one will be short. There's like there's three more things and then we're done. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wait, okay, but the last two are just like really just questions. This one is what have you been like? What have you been like obsessed with this week? Just weekly obsessions. I'll go first. We'll like keep it keep it snappy. Um I bought these chocolate covered frozen bananas from Trader Joe's they're called gone bananas um a great refreshing late night bite I've also watched the queen's gambit on Netflix um fantastic piece of content okay well it can be yours too Scott that's okay <laughs> no, <we can't. laughs> no it's okay it's okay I it was really good it was really intense it made me feel like I could play chess like I knew what was going on but really um powerful. So powerful. yeah I also like did research on it and like it's cool that they were playing real chess games. Like, of course they had to be, but like they didn't know how to play chess and they had to just like memorize the sequences. So that's dope. Isn't it so cool that like you could be like a chess consultant for a Netflix show because you just, you're so passionate about chess and they need an expert yeah. and then they bring you on. I want to be like one. a niche consultant for Ani something. Taylor Joy how to play chess. Yeah, exactly. and Ani Taylor-Joy is so cool. That's my weekly obsession, Ani Taylor-Joy. Okay, that's me. Dylan, go. Not to tie it back to music, but I... I've been listening to Speak Now. Mm. So, mm. so good. Classic. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But I Any can't. particular songs? Um, yeah, Speak Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, I thought you meant the album. I thought you were talking about the album. As no, a whole I, I am talking about the album, but it began with, like, listening to Speak Now, like, three times. And then mm. moving into, like, like, Dear John and haunted and enchanted <laughs> oh, taylor yeah. so that's my weekly obsession mm. all right scotty well my weekly obsession was going to be the queen's gambit which i like watched all in a night but <laughs> i but maybe the crown the crown is really good um just just dramas in general are really good um i don't know i'm trying to think of something else um Oh, I, I don't know. This is like not, I mean, I never really wore socks, but now I, I've been like wearing socks lately, like inside. <laughs> like I never wore socks inside. And I just like kind of accepted the fact that like my feet were going to be cold and like, that's just fine. But <laughs> I've been wearing socks and my feet don't have to be cold, which has been exciting. Wow. And it took you 22 years to come to this. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I've been on the socks thing since I was like five, buddy. Yeah. Like. <laughs> the day i was born yeah same i was wearing footsies okay like i my foot have never gone a day without it i just like didn't like the feeling of socks inside you know like socks i don't know it just socks are an outside thing that you put inside your shoes yeah mm. right. of course but it's all actually like your body warmth it's really about like the ears the hands and the feet yes. that's like yes. yeah like that's the key to it and scott you were missing out on like a lot of you were like losing a lot of body heat. I just want to let you know, but I'm, I'm glad you've I'm glad you've adapted. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, awesome, and that's it. That's the pod. Woo! Thank you so much. Yeah, this was fun. super fun. It was really nice talking to you guys. I, I really enjoyed it. And that's the pod. And that's the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on this ASMR thing. Anyways, so what's, yeah, what's new, Joanna? Well, it's 
It's been a minute since we recorded this and I'm a different person. I'm changed. I feel like when we say it's been a minute, people think like we recorded this in August. It's really only been two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, guys. This is this is more recent. But yeah, I, I am I am different in the sense that I, I've cut my own hair and um, yeah, there's less of you. Yeah, I've been having some stomach issues this weekend, but no one really needs to know that. <laughs> what kind of That's stomach issues? That's what's up with me. I don't want to go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> I had some stomach issues earlier this week, too. Oh, my gosh. But, like, I always have stomach issues. I ate this really good Hawaiian food, and then it kind of wrecked my insides. What'd you get? I got, we got pokey nachos and then the <laughs> Filipino combo. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly hmm. like uh, like it was it was good for the mouth and then regret onwards like that's how i can describe it but yeah i've been i've been suffering from the repercussions of my actions this whole weekend so that's up with me eating seafood is always like risky especially raw seafood. yeah i don't know i didn't even associate it with the raw seafoodness of it i associated it with like the just like the indulgence like it was like pokey and it was nachos <laughs> and they were just so many things together it was not a it was a delicious but like dangerous mix that's that's the best mm-hmm. way i can put it all right what what are you doing scott what how have you changed um let's see last week i tried to make a gingerbread house um i tried to like it was with like the costco kit and i wanted to have really fine precise icing so i cut a really small hole in the bag of royal icing but i was like applying too much pressure because i wanted to be like like i was trying to like evenly apply pressure so that it would come out like nice even looking icing streaks rows lines or whatever but i squeezed too hard and the bag exploded and so (laughs) i didn't end up making my gingerbread house tragic so it was tragic I also have watched like a lot of things since the last time we talked. Like I watched, I finished watching BoJack Horseman and I finished, I watched A Beautiful Mind and Ooh. I watched, um, <laughs> I'm like way out of the age demographic for this, but like I watched Julie and the Phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good things from um, children. <laughs> it's like for middle schoolers, but I, yeah, anyways, my friends kept bugging me to watch it. And so I watched it and it's pretty good. Um, and then what else did I watch? I watched like one other thing. I don't know. That's what I've been doing. My There are not very many updates for me. That's it. Mm. Okay. Well, I think we've been, we're far enough removed just to like think about our reflections on this conversation. Yeah. And what did you think of uh, the Dylan conversation? I thought it was great. I think he is like refreshingly down to earth in a way that like, I don't know. I think it's, I'm nervous that a lot of people won't be. And especially like, I don't know, Dylan's had some cool experiences and has had some encounters with celebrities that Scott and I are, are fans of. We're stands. We stand <laughs> yeah, I think, them. I think you expect people who are so close to celebrities to be not down to earth, but he was very down to earth. Yeah. I also feel like he's listening right now. Like, hey, Dylan, (laughs) (laughs) we really liked you. Anyways, I think that like overall my take from it is just like everything is just like step by step. Like nobody starts out being great at anything. And also like just the only way to learn is just by doing. And there's ways to just like 
create your own opportunities and like ask people to help you ask for things. Maybe you like hit up a local magazine and then the next day your photography is like on a billboard in Times Square. Times Square. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's really the story. Like that is. Yeah. And things aren't things don't seem possible until you know how they work. And mm-hmm. that's like that was like my takeaway. Like you, if you don't know how the industry works or how you can break into things, it seems impossible. But when you learn about how things work, it, it's actually very possible. Yeah. And overall, I think it's just awesome. I think it's just like pursue the things that you love and you enjoy. And along the way, like you're going to like hopefully make new friends. Like I love that Dylan and Conan are friends and that they create this art together, like coming up with the Kid Crow name together. Like that's super cool. And like just to go out and do the things that you like. I don't know why I said that so weird, but yeah, I, I, I like left the conversation feeling really inspired you know just like it's so dope and like you're gonna find a style you're gonna make memories you're gonna like i don't know just like live while you're young live young die free yeah take chances yeah and i think like we should all be keeping an eye out for the cool stuff that he does you know like i feel like he's like really going places yeah you guys should definitely check out dylan's website um, to see a lot of his really awesome work it's dylanmatthewc.com dylan spelled d-i-l-l-o-n and that's also his Instagram too. Follow us on Instagram too. Yeah, follow us on the IG. Edamame Pod. Edamame Pod. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook, we have zero followers <laughs> on Facebook. Or like people who like our page, I guess. Guys, what social media should we expand to next? <laughs> Twitter? S- Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great to chat with Dylan, <laughs> and it's great to um, be with you listeners, even though we can't see you or feel you. We know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Why did this get so creepy yeah, so fast? It got very, like, walk to remember. It was like, your love is like the wind. <laughs> I can't see it, but I can feel it. <laughs> Anyways. Should we tease our next guest? Whoa, we could tease our next guest. Yeah, if you've listened this far, here's a little reward for you. The next guest, his name also starts with a D. And that's all you get. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is that really all they're going to get? Why not? Leave him in the dark. Ooh, his initials are that of a famous Nintendo product. And that's the pod. Catch you later, guys. See you in a week. I mean, talk to you in a week. Talk to you later.